Hello, beautiful you. Passion Pod 104. Great Passion Pod coming up from comedian turned gardener. Before we get to that, just a little bit of a touch base on this week's freelance ponder. Every week, new thing, just chatting about the things that I, um, as a freelancer, finding brilliant or stressful or just someone's told me and I want to pass it on. You know, anything goes, really. Uh, This week's Freelance Ponder, taking proper time out. Now, as with all these things, so easy to give the advice and so hard to do. But I had a couple of conversations this week. I think it's this time of year, isn't it? Just how important it is to step away and really shut down. Out of offices, on, and it's so difficult. My gosh, if you're anything like me, I find that the hardest thing, not just to have one cheeky quick look. But once you've looked, don't you find that then it's like can of worms opened? Um, if you are doing these kind of things on these creative or freelance adventures, then I'm hoping you'll empathise. Do get in touch if you've got any tips or suggestions suggestions about this week's freelance ponder i'm really as ever really interested to hear your thoughts at passion pods on twitter come and find us get involved in the conversation taking proper time out do it for yourself you owe it to yourself quite frankly um she says now i'm going off to sort of write that 50 times to try and do it put it into practice myself uh right back to the matter in had passion pod 104 courtesy of the beauty that is luke keen luke is a comedian but now a gardener. Uh, An amazing story and oh my gosh this is stuffed with so much wisdom and I personally could identify with so much of what this just absolute gem of a man was talking about. I just yeah really interested to hear if you think the same. So over to Luke. Right, Luke, tell me, let's start at the beginning. If yeah. I meet you out and about and I hadn't stalked you on Twitter, yeah. what? how do you describe what you do? In terms of why you've got me here, I kind of, uh, I'm volunteering in Victoria Park and turning an old flower bed that's gone a bit feral uh, into a place of beauty again. Yeah, because Hopefully. it. Yeah, well, definitely from being an eyewitness account, it was noticeably something that caught my eye. I mean, Victoria yeah. Park in Bristol is beautiful. Yeah. I love it and mm. literally want to hug it on a daily basis. <laughs> but that flower bed is just amazing and caught my eye with its life and just colour and sort of yeah. sort of fullness. Yeah. Um, so it's a great way to kind of yeah catch people's attention, isn't it? As well about what you're up to. Absolutely. Well, it was uh, you know it's mainly done altruistically as a good thing for the community and stuff like that, but I am retraining to be a gardener. So it's a a very public CV in a way and way to learn. Yeah, so that leads us on to, you were saying it's what we're talking about today, but give us a picture of you. I'm interested in you as a whole. How do you end up thinking, I want to just like do a flower bed? Like talk us through the process of how you enter that space. (laughs) Um, Because I'm guessing you've never done gardening before this. uh, Not really, no. I grew up in a gardening family. Uh, helped out with a bit of weeding when I was a kid and stuff, and then forced to. Let's be honest, everyone much. was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so green fingers uh, in the roots, kind of thing. And uh, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a Jill of all trades. Really, I've done all sorts. I've been a website manager, a DJ. Uh, I've done music for computer games. I've worked wow. at the BBC for six years. Wow. Music copyright and stuff like that. And. I don't, know, I don't know how far back to go, really. I, lived, I was living in Clapham in London and uh, just had a big garden. A few little poppies were coming up and I thought, oh, that's quite nice. I could probably do something there. 
And uh, so I just got some packets of seeds, buzzed them out, and kind of I thought, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. There's a pounds worth of seeds and look at all this colour, basically. Amazing. So moved up to Bristol and uh, was living in Southfield, had a house with a garden that was just concrete, nothing in there at all. But So quite a change. Yeah, so <laughs> I just got a few pots from uh, Freecycle, a uh, bag of compost from uh, Riverside up the road and same thing, just got some packets of wildflower seeds and started off with about three pots and then the next year, because it had gone quite well, and I could collect the seeds off the flowers as well, and then I got about 50 pots off some local person that was really uh, generous, more compost, and then just went crazy with it, basically, and sort of fell in love. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm interested what it is. Is it You mentioned then the colour, and what yeah. is it that draws you to all of this kind of stuff? Uh, I think colour's the first thing. I just, there's something about sort of the gradation of colour. Certain flat like my favourite flowers are always more than one colour. So at the moment it's a, a rose in the garden that's yellow, but then the outer edges just seep into pink. Yeah, I know that I can imagine in my head the ones you mean, they sort of blend in, yeah, don't they? Yeah, and there's something about that uh, changing colour that just, I don't know, just, just love. <laughs> like a sunset, like something about the way it's blue up the top and then slowly fades down into orange and pink and stuff just makes me feel very happy amazing even just you talking about it makes me feel really happy <laughs> yeah. it's contagious yeah. um so you're talking then as well about the generosity of people giving pots and stuff i'm really yeah. i'd love to hear a bit more about that side of stuff because obviously mm. what you're doing is is all voluntary am i right yeah that's yeah. right. yeah so you're relying a lot on the generosity and goodwill of a your yourself yeah. but also other people helping out tell us a bit about yeah. that side of the project well, uh, Victoria Park have got their voluntary group, the Victoria Park Action Group. I was part of them just uh, helping out weeding and coppicing and stuff like that. And so to sell the idea to them, I thought, well, let's make it more of a community thing rather than me just expanding outside of my garden kind of thing. So then I thought, well... Let's just put it out there, you know, little stories like this get people interested. Facebook has got a really good Windmill Hill group that's very active. So I needed needed stuff and I had no cash. Because whilst the council sort of owns the land and allowed me to do it, very generously, thanks council. <laughs> um, credit where credit's due. <laughs> that's it. They said we're not going to give you any money or tools or compost or anything like that. So I had to work that, getting that out myself. And as I'm currently a jobbing comedian, I'm skint. And so relying on the goodwill of people helping out. Tell, have you got yeah. any stories of that? Of like little, I don't know, a couple of examples of where that's been a real handy, apart from the pot. So I put a little thing out on Facebook and Twitter and just loads of people gave me old packets that they had or uh, seeds that they'd collected from their gardens. Uh, Sarah Venn from Incredible Edible got in touch and said, yeah, I've got loads of stuff. So I had loads of bags of seeds and bulbs and all that sort of stuff. Um, so then I took all the seeds and grew them mainly in my back garden. Other places said I could, you know, those little uh, greenhouses that you get, the yeah. plastic ones. So I filled those up. Um, I got some potting compost from uh, Riverside uh, Garden Centre. They were very generous. Uh, I've got a load of compost from a company called Reorganics that do green waste out in Keensham. They gave me like a van load of this stuff, basically. How are you finding all these people? Is it through social media? Is it How are you getting yeah. hold of it? It is mainly. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew Riverside because I just discovered it one day 
and just love going around garden centres, you know. But then, yeah, looking for uh, organic composters in the in the area. Just Google it, didn't you? And they come up, and then you Amazing. go, "Hey, I'm doing this. I've got an, I'm putting up a notice board in the park. If you want your name put on there, and just help out." And they're like, "Yeah, grand. We're up for that." There's a metric cubic meter of compost or something like that. So then took all that and just germinated all the seeds because I've been um, I've just finished my RHS horticulture course over in uh, Bristol Botanical Gardens, and that's a purely theoretical course. And so then I thought, well, let's you know put it into more practice on a larger scale. I've always grown seeds because it's really cheap and really exciting seeing them emerge and stuff but then this was like there's 20 seed trays let's get them all going let's pinch them all out and see you know test my limits in a way see what i can do in the time frame and stuff like that and And, scale wise you know it's a very different yeah that's it and uh i know i want to do something with plants and flowers but i don't know exactly what so let's try it all from nursery work to propagation to design to working in people's gardens and stuff so See what fits, really. Yeah, yeah try and see mm. see how it works by trial yeah. and error sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you talked about the other bits and pieces that you do. You just flung in there that you're a comedian as well. Yeah. How do you make this work? Because people often say with voluntary stuff or projects, you know, that are more heart-led, yeah. oh, you know, I haven't got the time or I, don't, I can't justify it. Yeah. How, what's your personal approach on that in terms of balancing your various fingers and plenty of pie by the sound of it? Yeah, well, uh, I've... I'm gifted in that my work, my paying work is evening work, you know, so I've got daytimes free. And also, I don't have much work. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got loads of time. I'm time rich and cash poor, but there's ways to get through being poor. Yeah, and also I guess it's that thing of having time yeah. is the thing that when you're volunteering or doing a project like that, mm. this is what you have bucket loads of. So. Yeah. It ties in, I guess. And transferring careers, no one knows me from Adam, so why would they hire me as a gardener kind of thing? So I have to then put in the effort to do voluntary work, like virtually every job it seems these days. You've got to do intern work to get the experience and to get a bit of a show reel. Um, so the VPAG said, yeah, you can you can do the butterfly bed. I, I envisage that there was a lot of smaller beds in there or small areas that have just been left to go wild. And I thought, oh, you could do it there. And they said, oh, you could do the butterfly bed, which is, I've sort of measured it out, it's about 150 metres squared. Yeah, it's not small. No, it's huge, just like <laughs> five of these studios, it's ridiculous. You're like, yeah, yeah. now I'm really realising that as I'm toiling there on my own all the time. Yeah. But it does mean that it does have such a great impact, because mm. it is that size, I guess. It is yeah. eye-catching. It means you've got the yeah. space to kind of shove it full of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Like I started at one end, worked my way through, and most of the time it's weeding pulling stuff out the soil's really poor it's really clay in some areas and really sandy in others so it's an odd combination there's not much nutrients in it it's been compacted by kids weather (laughs) and dogs sounds like the perfect place to start doing your gardening that's right yeah it's a very good way to you know turn this into the the adonis like body that obviously that i I see in front of me yeah you know so uh... (laughs) darling do you want to talk about your comedy stuff at all it's an odd one because the comedy I've done it for the last six years. Basically, I do a show called Blankety Quiz. So Blankety Quiz is a pub quiz. Me and my mate thought about a way to put a comedy out there and a pub quiz seemed like a good vehicle to get people in, fills in all the gaps. People will be 
interested over that hour, two hours kind of thing. And then within that, we put all our comedy. So I've been doing it for six years. That's um, such a good idea. Yeah. That's such a good idea. It makes complete sense. Yeah. It's a great show. And um, with all creative jobs, it seems, like with the when I was DJing as well, unless you're supremely, supremely talented and people come to find you uh, or you're lucky, uh, you've got to do the, the groundwork, the promoting and the calling people up. The admin. The no- yeah, the it's admin the admin and the knocking on the doors mm. and stuff like that. And for some reason, that just, oh, I can't do it. And so with the comedy, I think I've reached the point where I'm like, it's not for me. Yeah. Much as I'd love to do it, and I've, I know I've put on some wicked shows and made people laugh their asses off, everything else, I just can't do it. So unless I've got a manager, which isn't going to happen anytime soon... I'm going to move into gardening, I think. Yeah, it's so interesting hearing you speak because I do a lot of chats with lots of people who do different stuff and it is that Mm. thing, I think, that the subject matter itself isn't just the job. It is basically running your own small business. You know, you are the marketing person, you are Mm. the, like, accountant. I think that is, that's a, it's Mm. a very real, real issue for for wanting to make a creative thing work. It is, you know, those are business skills, really. I mean, you could be the funniest person in the world but you've still got to knock on all the doors to get all the people to... To see you and I, I can't do that. It's like the, like you say, the accountancy. Every time the accounts come round, I, I go mad, literally go mental, and I, I need help to do it. So uh, um, bring on the flower beds. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the funny thing was, I was I do the gardening just as a way to calm my head down and get rid of the noise, the white noise in my head of constantly thinking about stuff, trying to be funny. Constantly being on social media as well, which obviously drives you mental. So I'd, I'd garden to try and calm my soul down. And then I thought, well, let's do more of this and less of the driving myself mad, trying to be funny. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? it does, yeah. Hard decision, though, I imagine. Was it, yeah. was it kind of like, I guess if you've been doing it for that length of time, was it a kind of difficult thing or did it feel something that was... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's not over. I'm still doing the shows, but I'm not looking for new shows uh i'm happy to just do one or two a month and look Um, at it slightly differently i guess it's that kind of thing i don't know make peace sounds a bit sort of probably full-on but make peace in your head that that's how Mm. it works for you best i think often that can be something that definitely for me i once i've made a thing of like okay this is this is how it works best for me you feel like that sort of relief almost in a way you're taking control back of of it rather than letting it Mm. Especially with creative stuff, I think it can run away with you a bit. Totally. Well, 2015, I had three separate gigs and it just sort of reached a crux. It sort of imploded and I thought, right, that's a big chunk of my life wasted. I'd moved to Bristol specifically to do comedy with uh, my best mate who had to drop out. He had a family, full-time job, whatever. So last year was just like, oh, God, I'm in my 40s and I'm just... I'm just fooling around. I've got no sort of a career. I've spent loads of time either trying to write music or working computer games or whatever, and they've all sort of fallen off. They've all failed for one reason or the other kind of thing. And so last year was like, right, now what? <laughs> Am I ever going to be in a position where I might be able to sort of a bit stable and have a family or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, then, uh, you know, like all crises, you get your head down and you kind of get through it, didn't you, really? So uh, having the projects, because it was 
given to me in December, or it was agreed in December that I could do this thing. And part of it was I'd got a sunflower. I had 600 seeds, and I thought, well, what can I do with these? And normally, stuff like that, I just gorilla, put them around town kind of thing. Amazing. <laughs> I thought... It's always a shame because you do it and then council comes and chops that area down or whatever, you know, like they do. Um, And this was a bit more of a, okay, now this is massive, but if it works really well, what a great start to being a gardener kind of thing. So then it was just like, right, there we go, 24-7. I've got these comedy obligations and I'm happy to do that and they're brilliant when I do them, but all my other time is just like, planting germination soil which kind of went with my studies as well so it all kind of tied in really well what an amazing story really (laughs) it is an amazing story darling tell me what have you found the most challenging thing with any of your endeavors really not necessarily Mm. just the work in victoria park what what is yeah what's the most challenging thing doing these various creative bits and pieces Mm. do you reckon fighting my demons fighting my kind of self-doubt some days you just you don't believe you can do it or you think you're going to do a bad job or you just, for some reason, me personally, I just I, I hate it. Some days I, I don't give a, a monkeys about flowers and nice, beautiful things, you know, and you kind of, it's not self-harming, but, you know, you're not doing yourself any favours kind of thing. So it's that sort of waking up uh, with a black cloud over you and just going, but just do that. You know, start start something simple. Uh, partly it's through ambition. I've just got all, a crazy imagination that's really ambitious and I think, oh, yeah, it'd just be amazing to do that. And then you get a realistic part of your brain that goes, can't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about, you idiot? Never going to do that. Tap on the shoulder, yeah. That sort of thing, yeah. So, and then uh, it's sort of a battle between those and just... If you can't, if you're not up for anything super creative, like planning things out, just go and do a bit of weeding. You can, you can do that, and then you do a bit of weeding, you calm down, and then you do other things from there, basically. Sort of action, I guess, isn't it? It's yeah. action rather than sort of staying mm. too much in your head, perhaps. Yeah. That's yeah. great. It's great advice, and definitely a lot of empathy with that. <laughs> I'll <think laughs> yeah. not be the only one to say that. No. Um, what advice do you wish you'd been given before you started off on this? Um, or I, again, I guess, with the, like any mm. of your little bits and pieces, what yeah. advice would have been handy? Do you reckon? Um, for this, well, for this project specifically. Don't bother planting any seeds in the flower bed. Basically, I created some big <laughs> nursery beds that through either slug action or not being able to uh, water it enough, just hundreds and hundreds of flowers died and ate. Oh, that must be really frost like, really actually yeah. quite heart crushing. <laughs> it's, it's a bummer. It yeah. is a bummer. I can't deny it. But, you know, the whole thing was a learning experience anyway. So. A little plant here and there. There's, there's always more seeds, and there's always next year. And next year, if if you know, if I'm given the opportunity and I have the time to do it next year as well, then maybe I'll. I probably w- it will be like I envisaged. So there's, there's still plenty of time yet, and loads of things to go in. But in my mind's eye, it was just it was like a whole wedge of paisley. You know, neon paisley in front of you with all these flowers all going at once. Um, I guess that's a reality check, though, on what this this art form that you're now doing so much around is like. Yeah. It is that thing of, 
I mean, I am absolutely not a gardener at right. all, so I am not professing this with any knowledge. I'm just watching my mum. It's like it is a labour of love and time. It's just, mm. it's a time like we've talked about, but to see the fruits of what you're making and, to, you know, it makes yeah. you realise like, what you see on, like, Chelsea Flower Show. Like, that must have taken you a whole lifetime to perfect that part of that garden. Yeah. It's just crazy. Well, Chelsea's great, um, but obviously it's a massive team doing that. And... My project should have been more of a team thing, basically. Uh, loads of people have offered to come and help, and that's fantastic. But there's part of me that uh, it's a combination of wanting to just test myself, see what I'm capable of, uh, wanting to keep all the glory for myself. Can't deny that. Yeah. Um, and also, it's easier to make your own mistakes. If you get a team of people around you, then I feel an anxiety of not knowing what to tell people to do and responsibility stuff like that. as well yeah, isn't it delegation and all that stuff yeah. so um it would have been more successful with more people but you know sometimes you just want to do stuff on your own really yeah absolutely and you have to it's, yeah. those, it's like setting up knowing there's different ways you can approach stuff isn't it it's reminding yeah. yourself it's options but what you're doing mm. it for sticking to that i think that can tend to be quite a difficult thing as well with all these creative things is yeah. actually you know, like you say, you have these ideas, but then you're sort of ten ideas off to the left. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, hang on, what was I actually doing when I sat down this morning? Yeah. You have to focus yourself, as with everything. Yeah. the I mean, the design side of things, I planned it out, drew it, made a note of all the plants that were already in there, because it wasn't a bare bed. There was a lot of uh, shrubs, perennials in there, a lot of things came up that had been planted by the original volunteers because it was originally made by volunteers back in the day um so i sort of took those all into account got all the seeds started germinating the seeds and thought right well these are my paints these are my colors kind of thing so the idea was then i could paint a scene with the bed kind of thing with the different plants at different heights different colors all that sort of stuff um and what it's come down to is I'll just I'll buzz it in there. There's a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, yeah. fill it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the story of life. It's all the best laid plans, my love. Never quite as they exactly. seem. Yeah. Um, what sort of things do you now? You're at the stage you are with it now. Mm. What have you seen come from this? Obviously, you've talked about it a bit on a personal level. But what other yeah. bits and pieces have have come from it? The good thing that's come out of it. Uh, well, obviously, there's the learning side of things, uh, which is invaluable. And uh, I've had some work off the back of it, which is uh, fantastic because, you know, money's too tight to mention. <laughs> Bring, I've only brought your music with you, doll. I know, yeah, um, that's it. You've got to pay the rent. Um, but and- day to day, when I'm working in there, people walk past and they go, that's really nice, thank you very much. And that's properly heartwarming, you know, that's, that's lovely. People just sort of appreciate the effort I've put in. And even though I think it still looks a bit rough and ready, they, they're, you know, they're grateful for me having a go. Oh, they really are. Absolutely. I'm one of the grateful people, I tell you. Putting my hand firmly up. Honestly, it's just such a joy. Even if it's full of weeds, I think I'd find it just a joy. Massive sunflowers when I was around there the other day, like huge. How can that be anything but a brilliant thing? Uh, Thank you so very much to Luke for chatting to me for this week's Passion Pod. Uh, If you've enjoyed it, do get on iTunes and give us a review. Be massively grateful of that. As we're talking grateful, just very grateful of your ears. It's such an honour to be in them. You have so much choice out there. 
And honestly, every week when I get feedback or I see how many people have been listening, I, it just is, means so much. So thank you so, so much for your continued earlobes. They are very appreciated. Uh, Passion Pod 105, that's where we're at next week. Courtesy of two boys that have ditched everything to do crazy adventures like rowing across oceans, just, you know, to start with. Uh, so as you can imagine, a terribly boring conversation uh, that we've got coming up for next week's Passion Pod. Uh, so if you've got nothing better to do, then do join us. Uh, it would be an absolute joy and an honour. We'll see you then. Oh, 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 oh